This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. 1203, Thursday, January 4th, 2024. Good afternoon. Thanks so much for joining us today on the WBBM Noon Business Hour. I'm Andy Dane in for Rob Hart. Peloton is partnering with TikTok to bring short-form fitness videos and other content to the social media platform. We'll cover that in our next segment. But right now, private payrolls surged last month, exceeding expectations and showcasing a strong U.S. labor market. That data comes ahead of tomorrow's government jobs report for December. And joining us now to discuss on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home, is Jason Wachtel, managing partner at J.W. Michaels & Company in Chicago. Jason, thanks for joining us today on the WBBM Noon Business Hour. So this data, uh, of course, ahead of tomorrow's big government jobs report. Want to get your initial thoughts as you look through the numbers here. I think we saw a fundamental change when we saw that interest rates were, were starting to drop, the yield started to drop, and people said we're going to have a soft landing and the Fed is not going to um, be raising rates, in fact, cutting rates. Once that happened in November, we saw at J.W. Michaels a lot of clients that were sort of on the sidelines on hiring jumped in full speed in the middle of December to try to really ramp up hiring for the new year when generally there's no hiring happening in the new year until after the new year. So we're really excited. We're very bullish that we're going to see a very strong first quarter on the hiring front. So you mentioned that. Uh, what is your jobs forecast for 2024 at large here, Jason? Well, I think at large, it's going to be a very strong year. We Obviously, last year was a down year, specifically in technology. We had a lot of technology firms laying off, as we know, between Facebook, Amazon, and Google. But also, there wasn't a lot of uh, M&A mergers, uh, mergers and transactions. A lot of that dried up. Now, with the capital markets freeing up, you're seeing more activity, more, more acquisitions, which means more hiring, uh, more people hiring on the technology side. So we think those factors will really lead to a very strong and robust hiring market for 2024. Well, Jason, let's shift the focus here locally uh, a bit. Uh, you, you, are you seeing anything different in terms of what the jobs market could shape out to look like in Chicago compared to nationally, or, or is Chicago maybe going to follow some of those those worldwide trends? I think Chicago usually does follow those worldwide trends, but one thing that we noticed was technology hiring, hiring technology professionals in Chicago. It was very challenging the first eight months of the year. Most firms were not hiring because a lot of startups didn't have the capital and a lot of funds didn't launch. But what we saw from like November, uh, October, November, and December, a tremendous increase in hiring, specifically in technology, which sort of led the way throughout the country. We started seeing that in New York, a little better hiring in, in Austin, Texas. But Chicago seems to have taken the lead in regards to technology specifically heating up uh, in the hiring market. Jason, a lot of people kind of connect the employment landscape to the to the overall economy. What does where we sit right now employment wise say about the, the economy at large? 
Clearly, we're seeing the market, the stock market going through the roof in November and December. We're hearing the Fed about uh, holding to cutting interest rates. You hear about this soft landing. I think it's very clear that there was a lot of hype that we were going to be in a severe recession and businesses weren't doing well. But as we saw in November and December, firms uh, were able to achieve their goals, did much better than they thought. And most firms have a pretty bullish forecast for the, at least the first quarter of next year. So I think we're seeing a very healthy um, employment market and we're seeing a very healthy economy based upon all the factors that we're seeing out in the marketplace. And Jason, quickly, before we let you go, your advice to, to anyone entering 2024 looking for a new job, what's your key piece of advice here in the new year? You know, I think it's going to be a great year for people looking for a job. Uh, you know, we've worked with a lot of candidates at JW Michaels who were very frustrated, especially the first half of the year, where maybe they had a bunch of different opportunities and then they all went by the wayside because things were put on hold because of uncertainty of the marketplace. But people are bullish. Firms are bullish. So if you're looking for a new job, especially after the new year, this is probably the hottest time of the year to look. Get your resumes dusted off. Start networking because a lot of hiring really officially starts in the next two weeks and will set you up until March, April, May of, of opportunities that you could uh, land new jobs for. Encouraging and helpful stuff there, as always. Thanks so much. Jason Wachtel, managing partner of J.W. Michaels & Company here in Chicago. Coming up, a social media partnership could provide a boost for a struggling fitness equipment maker. Shares of Peloton are surging as the fitness equipment and workout provider announces a collaboration with TikTok. Joining us now with the details is Jennifer Jolly, Tech Life columnist for USA Today and founder and editor-in-chief of Techish.com. Jennifer, thanks for joining us here today on the Noon Business Hour. All right, so, I mean, this it sounds like a good move for Peloton, and it looks like Wall Street uh, approves of it so far as well. I want to get your thoughts on this this collaboration with with uh, Peloton and TikTok at the, at the start here. Well, it's obvious that they are struggling ever since the end of the pandemic. You know, they surged during the pandemic when everyone flocked to buy stationary bikes, at-home treadmills uh, to keep fit uh, during lockdown. But since then, since that kind of surge, they were the, the COVID-19 darlings. Since then, they've just been sinking kind of steadily. I, I think revenue fell uh, they lost 30,000 members. It fell way, way down, about 200 million down um, from the height of the pandemic. So they're saying, hey, look, how do we stay relevant? Hitch our wagon to TikTok. That's where the young people are. That's where everyone else is flocking for this kind of at-home video content. Let's really uh, hitch ourselves to that and see if that can't pull us up. And the market's responding well to that. Um, I'm surprised they haven't come out and announced some big partnership with some AI provider. I think that's what's next. But for now, is this going to be the long-term uh, fix-all surge they need? No, but it's a nice boost for now. All right, so Jennifer, what could this partnership look like and what could it involve here as it, as it really starts to pick up the pace? Shorter, uh, more digestible TikTok type workout. So think uh, five minutes, 10 minutes, um, lots of challenges, making it popular to post more of your Peloton related workouts across TikTok. So get it trending, get it into the millions of views. So it creates a new buzz. I have had a Peloton spin bike since 2013. The company launched in 2012. It was a Kickstarter in 2013. That was, I, I looked this morning, that's the first time I wrote about it. And I 
11 years later, I'm still using that exact same bike. I worked out on it yesterday. I'll do some sort of Peloton class membership workout today, probably a Pilates class. I am, I think that this is the single best piece of at-home fitness equipment that's ever come to mass market, ever. But I'm in my 50s. They need to get the, the 20s, the 30s. And at a $1,000 plus price point, the only way they're going to do that is with these kind of TikTok type partnerships. I really wouldn't be surprised if AI is announced in April or May of this year as well. That's really fascinating stuff. So, Jennifer, one last question for you. I, I, you mentioned kind of how Peloton has really been been, been a, a fitness giant here for a while. I mean, this is six months after they kind of rebranded as, as a fitness company and not just, you know, a maker of equipment. I mean, has that been a, a helpful change in your eyes? It has. They've rebranded themselves as the fitness company for all. And they've tried this, this tiered pricing strategy for their app. So they're trying to say, look, it, part of the problem is they, they invented an entirely new category of at-home fitness workout that has a lot of, of accountability and presence. So if you log in, you're kind of competing with other people. They brought a lot of the things that really incentivize and motivate us to continue on with working out. So they took that at-home workout equipment from being the expensive coat hanger to being a lot more interactive. Well, that was 10 years ago. So now everyone's come out with something similar. How do they differentiate and rise above all the rest of the classes? So, so in this sort of uh, fitness company for all, how do they bring in the 18-year-olds but still appeal to the 80-year-olds? That's what they're hoping TikTok helps them backfill into this younger demographic. It's going to be fascinating to see how that uh, works out for Peloton. Great stuff as always. Thanks so much. Jennifer Jolly, Tech Life columnist for USA Today and founder and editor-in-chief of Techish.com. Up next, a look at a banner year for the U.S. auto industry. Ford announcing its best numbers in several years. Let's get an update now on vehicle sales from John McElroy, automotive industry analyst and host of Autoline.tv. John, thanks for being with us here on the new business hour. Uh, it seems like the auto sector is it really made a big full comeback uh, from the pandemic here. Uh, your thoughts as we see some of these numbers rolling into the new year? Well, the numbers are definitely better. I wouldn't say that we're back to before the pandemic. Uh, if not, the automakers would have sold an, at least another million, maybe 1.5 million vehicles than they did last year. But yeah, Ford was uh, the latest to, to report today. It sold just under 2 million vehicles in the United States. That was up 7% over the year before. And a number of other automakers have uh, reported an increase in sales, some down, not down very much. So, you know, it's the results are good, but they're not great. What does that mean for new car buyers here as we roll into 2024, John? Good question. So, as you know, car sales have been a little bit down from before because automakers raised prices so much. Also, last year, the Federal Reserve really racketed, ratcheted up interest rates. So if you were trying to get a loan or even through a, a lease, those interest rates were a real hindrance to car sales. Hopefully, we're getting signals now that maybe the Fed is going to start to ease off on interest rates in 2024, and that will be all to the good for car sales. What kind of vehicles uh, do you see maybe spiking in popularity here in 2024, John? You know, I wouldn't say we're going to see anything spike in popularity, 
There's no question that consumers are looking a lot more at hybrid cars right now. You know, there's so much buzz around electrics. A lot of people are not ready for electrics right now, but they do want better fuel economy. And there's some pretty terrific hybrids out there right now. And they seem to be gaining in favor. You know, I, I just mentioned Ford a minute ago. Their hybrid sales were up 25%. It's more than three times faster than the rest of the Ford sales group. Their electric car sales were up 18%, which is good. But it seems right now uh, the momentum seems to be more with hybrids. And John, quickly before we let you go, just your overall kind of forecast here, a lot of good points on on, on what 2024 may hold for the auto industry. But But what do you see happening here as we roll into the new year? Yeah, I've got a bit of a contrarian view. Most of the analysts are expecting sales to come down in 2024, I believe, because it's going to be a presidential election year. And this has been something I've observed all the time. In a presidential election year, car sales always go up. And so I think they're going to do better than the experts expect. We will see great stuff as always. John McElroy. Automotive industry analyst and host of Autoline.tv. Thanks for being with us today. Still ahead in Technology Thursday, the Windows keyboard seeing its biggest change in nearly three decades. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Chicago's news traffic and weather station, News Radio 105.9. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. Thanks so much for joining us today on the WBBM Noon Business Hour. I'm Andy Dane, in for Rob Hart, and these are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Investigators are looking to piece together a shooting this morning at a high school in Iowa. This is Nancy Hardy. The state claims a new migrant intake center in Chicago could mean a drop in the need for shelter by 10%. In Technology Thursday, a co-pilot assistance key coming to keyboards on Windows-based PCs and a stainless steel insulated tumbler has become an unexpected viral sensation. Sports, the Blackhawks battle the Rangers in New York tonight. Check of the markets now. The Dow is up 142 points. The Nasdaq dropping 7. S&P 500 is up 7 points. AccuWeather says some sunshine and clouds the rest of the day. The high 37 degrees. Right now, sunshine and 34 degrees at 1231. A police in Perry, Iowa, say multiple people were shot at the city's high school on the first day of classes after winter break. Dallas County Sheriff Adam Infante says they've identified the gunman who is dead but are not yet releasing their name. There is no further danger to the public. The community is safe. Uh, we're just now working backwards trying to figure out everything that happened and make notifications. There's no official word on casualties. The city of Perry is about 40 miles northwest of Des Moines. 
As buses of asylum seekers continue to arrive in Chicago and the suburbs, the state of Illinois building a facility to help get them established. The intake center is going up near Chicago's bus landing zone on the near west side. The Pritzker administration says six heated tents will be ready in a couple of weeks, and there the state will help asylum seekers get connected to sponsors, services, or other final locations. It estimates the center will cut the need for shelter for new arrivals by 10 percent. However, a surge of 2,500 migrants coming from Texas in one week around the holidays required the state to use a temporary shelter at an unnamed Chicago hotel. After environmental concerns sank construction of a shelter in Brighton Park, the state predicts one in Little Village will open this month. Nancy Hardy, News Radio 105.9 WBBM. A deposit for your future. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Well, joining us now on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home as the noon business hour rolls on, is Jeff Kilberg, founder and CEO of KKM Financial here in Chicago. Jeff, thanks for being with us today as we take a look at the markets. So 2023, a, a solid year, really, for financial markets as a whole. Uh, we're now just a few days into 2024, but what is your forecast for the, the new year here? Well, Andy, you're absolutely right. We did have a better-than-expected 2023 And I do believe the way we're starting this year, it's a little mixed, right? The Santa Claus rally, which is typically the last five trading days of 2023, and the first two days of 2024, it seems like we had a uh, reindeer to go on strike because we have not really kicked off the new year in the way we were hoping for. But nonetheless, there's a lot of optimism. We do envision the Federal Reserve cutting rates by about 100 basis points in 2024. So therefore, I have cautious optimism. I still think it's a stock picker's market. You have to be very considerate of what sectors you have exposure to. Of course, artificial intelligence is a big theme that we believed in 2023 and again in 2024. But I think you are going to see volatility come back to the markets because we are going to move markets higher, but not in a straight line, Andy. All right. Aside from some potentially striking reindeer, uh, any areas of the market you're focusing in on here uh, in 2024 in terms of, of ones that may be a bit on the cheaper side? Well, it's interesting you say that. So one of the most beat up sectors last year being healthcare, specifically biocare. So if you look at IBB, that's an ETF that you can get exposure to or XBI. Those are two names that really had a hard time last year. But when you see names like that oversold, they typically get overbought. So I think there are a couple names. You know, there's a strategy out there called the dogs of the Dows, where you buy the, the five worst stocks in the Dow Jones or the nasty of the NASDAQ, which did work last year, the nasty of the NASDAQ, the worst stocks in 2022, Andy, for the NASDAQ, it was NVIDIA, Tesla, AMD, and Lucid. Those stocks on a combined average were up about 150%. So if you have a high risk appetite and a high beta approach, you can buy some value in some growth names like I just talked about. Jeff, I want to touch on Bitcoin as well. A uh, big year, obviously, in 2023. Uh, crypto, certainly a big focus here as we roll into 2024. Do you expect that rally maybe to, to continue here into the new year? I think there's a lot of excitement about having a Bitcoin ETF, and that's probably been the last $10,000 on the move higher of Bitcoin. Now, remember, Bitcoin is nowhere near its all-time high up at $65,000. While we've seen gold, the actual physical gold, not digital gold that Bitcoin is called, but physical gold has made a new all-time high. So there is some dispersion there, but I think cryptocurrency will continue to recover. But you have to remember where it's coming from. Some of those cryptocurrencies lost 70 80%, really reset and cleared the slate. So I think there's opportunity for Bitcoin uh, to move higher but also ethereum i get excited about owning that as well jeff i've gone to this question a few times this week but i'll go back to it here for those who who maybe have uh, beef up their portfolio beef up their bank account as a new year's resolution for 2024 your advice to the individual investor here as the new year kind of gets gets underway 
Well, I think being considerate of understanding what you actually own is really important, Andy. So we are, I actually am the portfolio manager for the Essential 40 portfolio, ticker ESSIX. But those are blue chip, tangible names, kind of like Peter Lynch 2.0. Not the most sexy names out there, Andy, but you talk about Delta, you talk about Boeing, Lockheed Martin, CME Group, uh, International Business Machine. Those are all names that are blue chip names that should continue to move higher. And I think owning them in an equal weighted exposure makes all the sense as there is going to be volatility in 2024. Great stuff, as always. Really helpful stuff as well as we roll into the new year. Thanks so much, Jeff. Kilberg, founder and CEO of KKM Financial here in Chicago. Up next on this Technology Thursday, Microsoft's co-pilot assistant is extending its reach. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It is Technology Thursday here on the Noon Business Hour, and Microsoft's is a co-pilot key it's coming to keyboards on Windows PCs starting this month. Let's discuss this new development with Paul Hockman, president of Humongous Media and former tech editor for the Today Show. Paul, thanks for being with us here on the Noon Business Hour. All right, so the co-pilot key, what exactly is that and how does it really integrate with uh, with Microsoft's ecosystem overall? Well, we're going to find out, but <laughs> right now there's a big promise and it's pretty specific. First of all, let me just say this. By adding a key, and this sounds truly basic and analog, and it is a piece of plastic, right? But it's a piece of plastic that's on a carefully guarded piece of real estate, namely the Windows uh, keyboard. And uh, they're, basically, Microsoft's adding a co-pilot key that allows you, by pressing a key on the keyboard connected to your laptop, to summon the powers of ChatGPT. So basically, you can, without having to go to ChatGPT to go get things done, you can bring up ChatGPT. Um, which is obviously partly owned by Microsoft, but the, the, you can bring that service up and that that power up just by pressing a button. So, Paul, you mentioned there, there's a lot that we're we're kind of still waiting to see how this how this works out here. But but what does the move itself kind of say about about the whole landscape of artificial intelligence here in 2024? You know, it's really interesting. Like, if you go, I'll give you a sort of a, a retail uh, example uh, or sort of analog. If you walk into say a Best Buy or almost any retail store. The most valuable real estate uh, in that store is the end cap. They call it the end cap. It's what faces you before you get down the aisle. And retailers and the, and the advertisers and suppliers who are supplying that store pay extra, a lot extra, to show up on that end cap. Well, for the same reason, this is actually pretty seismic in its change. Uh, adding a button to a keyboard that hasn't changed much in 30 years is a major shift, not just in terms of manufacturing. That's not that complex, but what it means. And so back to your question, what really they're acknowledging, in fact, they're trying to catch up with, is the power of their own creation. Microsoft is saying, you know what, this thing's taken off, and if we don't have something dedicated to it, and even a sign, roughly speaking, to the customer right there on the keyboard that says, we stand behind this new development, then they're going to feel like they've, they've been left out, even though they're actually leading it. So that's one thing. That's, that's macro. Micro, people are now saying, look, I need ChatGPT in my daily B2B life. Uh, I've got to I've got to draft an email real quick. I've got to check out market reports. I've got to put some inputs and prompts. And I don't want to go somewhere else to do that. That's what Microsoft is allowing by adding this button, this co-pilot button. So, Paul, for those of us, uh, myself included, to some extent here, who who maybe are not entirely familiar with the the AI, the Chat GPT capabilities, uh, what exactly, when it comes to functionality, what will this co-pilot kind of bring to PC users here in the in the new year? That's a great question. So specific, let's give you a couple of specific examples. If you hold down, currently hold down the Windows key and push the C key, you'll get Copilot right now on your existing keyboard. With this new button, 
same thing happens. But here's here's the deal. When somebody is in the middle of sending an email or, or answering questions of one of their coworkers or creating images, uh, they are doing multiple things in multiple places. What everybody's acknowledging is now you can press that button and now get an email drafted while you're working on it. Right there, that means you're basically your copilot is literally your assistant. And so AI, what you're tapping into is a large learning model that can understand your prompts, your, your questions in real uh, basic uh, common speech and give you answers. And even better, if you write a business plan, it could help you uh, answer a question via email in a way that's maybe more uh, efficient than you could have otherwise. So these services, again, that you're needing help with generally or time at least to, co- to complete now that's automatically being delivered by the power of that large language model, that uh, ChatGPT enabled uh, or that button enabled uh, ChatGPT. It's, it's very powerful. And day-to-day business workers are going to love um, being able to write out emails, create images and so forth in real time instead of going somewhere else. So all that being said, Paul, is this something you could see becoming kind of an interesty industry standard here? Absolutely. Here's what's happening. I, I think it's an industry standard because we're all doing it. I mean, in various versions, right? I use ChatGPT all the time to uh, to basically give me a, a prose answer to a very highly technical question. If I'm interested in how a chip works, well, guess what? Back in seconds, there there comes that answer. Here's why that's useful. If I'm answering, say, my boss's question about, hey, how is this going to impl- How is this going to uh, impact? Uh, the next step of our business plan, you can actually ask questions of ChatGPT to that that are informed by you, but that come back fast, and you can integrate those answers into answers to your boss. Uh, so what I guess I'm saying is, everyday use for me uh, is refining, refining, refining in seconds what would have taken me hours. It's a very powerful development, and now it's being literally integrated into the keyboard of millions and millions of laptops. Paul, I want to leave you with this, uh, a lot of talk about AI, but where do you see technology as a whole heading here in 2024? Oh, my gosh. Um, let's put it this way. That, that's, a, that's a broad question, but I'll give you a broad answer. Now that we're able to speak to this large language model, this ChatGPT, this, uh, this video generating machine called Pico, which is X's new version, and 100 others and maybe 1,000 others in the next six months, what really is happening that's interesting in the, in the broad future is people are going to be able to speak their prompts and see answers in real time very fast. So what's happening is no more typing, lots of talking. Uh, you're going to have to edit what you, ta- what you spoke because sometimes that large language model comes back with an answer to a question you shouldn't have asked or something like that. In other words, your inputs are important. But in the end, voice activation of this immensely powerful uh, machine is now happening and it's being integrated into everything from cars to laptops as you see here with copilot and airplanes and everything else so it's going to be it's going to be a voice activated uh chat gpt world really fascinating stuff a lot to look forward to in the new year here for sure great stuff thanks as always paul hockman president of humongous media and former tech editor for the today show join us this time tomorrow entrepreneur friday and still to come today a valentine's day gift It may be impossible to find. Your daily transaction for useful information. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Rose-colored Stanley insulated bottles designed for Valentine's Day, sparking quite a social media and sales frenzy. Let's get the details now from Bob Fibbs, CEO of The Retail Doctor. Bob, thanks for joining us on the Noon Business Hour today. All right, I've seen some of the videos uh, on TikTok, on social media, uh, you think the the Beatles were in town or something at some of these Target stores? The way people are just rushing in uh, for these uh, these bottles, how crazy is the attention uh, around this particular product, and and why this exact uh, water bottle? 
Well, of course, Target's laughing all the way to the bank because great retail is all about scarcity and making sure that the fear of missing out is well covered. So now you have all these followers who are carrying it. I personally don't get it because to me, a water bottle is fine with me. But, uh, you know, Target has a history of doing this with all kinds of different collaborations. And this time, I think people are um, I'm just looking for something that is different. And it seems to be resonating, huh? I guess so. Yeah. And, and you mentioned kind of that, that feeling of, of, you know, you don't want the consumer, you have the consumer feeling like they might miss out on something. Uh, that's certainly one of them. But any other reasons that this phenomenon and, and we're, we've seen other ones before, but uh, what are some of kind of the other, I guess, you know, causes of these types of, of phenomenons when it comes to products like this? Well, let's let's be honest. A lot of people have side hustles these days. So uh, it could also be to purchase it first before they're all out, because I think online they're reselling at over 240 bucks. So that's a nice little profit if you're going to go running into a Target store and maybe get stamped down like some of those videos have shown, <laughs> like it was Black Friday from 50 years ago, you know? Well, it's funny you mentioned that. That was going to be one of my other questions for you. We had uh, in our records that they were reselling on eBay uh, for over $150. And my question for you was going to be, could we see that go up? But you're saying they, it, those prices already oh, have gone already, up. Yeah, eBay's already got it up at 240 but unbelievable again, unbelievable know, so so for people who who maybe are you know hoping to to land it as a as a valentine's day gift uh i'm sure at this point if you're swinging by target you're likely out of luck uh advice for people when it comes to to this particular product or or maybe others you know i'm sure it'll it'll be about another week or so till we have the next big thing that everyone's rushing into to target or whatever store for uh what's your advice to consumers here if they're hoping to to kind of get their hands on these products before they do disappear or wind up on ebay for a couple hundred bucks well, the key is always to be there before the rest so everybody stocks their stores at night so you'd like the videos are showing, you'd want to be there, you know, probably, people were probably lining up out front like it was uh, Oppenheimer Barbie from the summer, right? So <laughs> be sure that you're the ones that, that run in there and uh, don't go late in the day. Don't expect that. It'll be first thing in the morning. All right. Great stuff. Well, if you're hoping to get one of those, I hope you're ready to pay up uh, this Valentine's Day. Really helpful stuff as always. Thanks so much. Bob Fibbs, CEO of The Retail Doctor. If you missed any part of today's noon business hour, we will have the replay podcast available shortly at WBBMNewsRadio.com as well as on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.